What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And we're, again, we just say thank you for taking part of your day to be with us, whether you're out walking or in the car or doing dishes or something else. Thank you. I just hope that, uh, I hope you'll be encouraged. I hope you'll be challenged. And uh, I just hope you enjoy it. Yes, absolutely. I love what you said a minute ago. We weren't on air, so I'm going to say this on air. I know there we said several things that shouldn't be said yeah, when we say, were I don't not think we on put air. All that on air. I know, but um, what you said, and we always pray before we start a podcast. And you said, God. Oh, I'm not going to be remembering this now. But it was like God for those that are in a hard place. God give them hope. hope. And for those that are in a good place, give them resolve. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, because probably, and I guess you could be somewhere in between those two, but probably for most of you listening, you would probably say, we're not in a great place. We are in a dark, hard place, or we're in a really pretty good place. And I'm just grateful to be listening and, you know, getting some new ideas and things like that. So anyway, but that just sort of resonated with me when you said it that we hope we're kind of speaking to wherever you are in your journey. Sounds good. Uh, here we are, and we're recording this. It's the beginning of the year. This is like second week of January. And we sort of thought what we'd do today is talk about, hey, what are four or five things that are just practices that you just want to make a regular part of your relationship? If you're in the place that you are, you're trying to grow, maybe you're just starting out and you really want to put in some good practices and habits, or you've been married for a long time and you just sort of want to freshen things up, or you're in a really good place and you want to keep it going. And some of these things you may already be doing, but maybe you're not, or maybe you've let them slip. You've done them in the past and now's a good time to just sort of think about, hey, what are some things that ought to be just a part of every marriage that's really striving to be everything that God designed it to be. All right, hit it. Hit it. Uh, number one, and this is one thing we emphasize over and over again, so it's still going to be number one, and that is your relationship, your marriage needs to be a priority. Um a lot of times in this busy life, and especially in our country, in the USA, it is constant go, go, go. Most of us are overscheduled. We have too many things. Those of us who had kids, and we remember ours are gone now, but those of you who do, your life can be close so to insane. It. It's crazy. Yeah. And it is so easy to take the focus and realize that marriage is really about the husband and wife. Yeah. And it is hard. I mean, that's just a reality that once you have children, as awesome as that is, that it just, it does change the dynamics of your marriage, your home and all that. But we want to just in, encourage you and challenge you to keep sort of the first thing first. Yeah. Keep the main thing, the main thing, as yeah. you often hear some people say. Now, when we say that, Hey, we're, we're followers of Jesus Christ. And we believe that that is your most important relationship. That is your number one priority. But if you're married, number two on that list is your marriage. And so often where we see couples eventually get into struggles is they've taken their eye off of that. Yeah. They've, you know, it becomes all about the kids. It's the job. And we know that there's certain times of life when that's going to be harder when there's kids. 
when there's illness, when there's new job change, when there's just pressures on the job and all of that kind of stuff. But it just means you got to be extra focused. Yeah. yeah, extra intentional is that word we use all the time. Just really bear down. And if you're doing the weekly communication where you're keeping up with each other, you should begin to get an idea of when you're not making it the priority because yeah. those things are going to start coming to start light. Start to slip. So, okay, so the overarching thing is keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Keep your marriage a priority. And so how would you say one of the things you got to do to make that happen? Uh, we talk about, and I think uh, I'd go back, and if I were you, I would listen to, go back to the Five Questions podcast because I don't know if, I think that's maybe the best way that if you're constantly asking those questions every week, you're asking about how can I serve you this week? How did you feel loved this past week? How can I pray for you? How can I love you in the coming week? How would you like to be pursued in romance? Man, if you're doing that on a regular basis, it is keeping your mind on those things. Yeah, it's keeping your marriage at the front and center. It yeah. really is if you're asking those questions. And I think that's one week. of the simplest ways. And then out of that are going to come a lot of other things, I think, that are going to spur you on to do. But if I just say one thing as far as a way to do that, it's going to be those five questions. Okay, so and just sort of dating, pursuing, that's where does that fall? We'll make that the next one. Oh, that's number two. We'll say okay. number two for that. All right, number two. Okay. So, and dating, and I know there's not probably a person listening that has not heard the importance of dating and continuing what you did at the beginning. Well, and the reason we hear it so much is because it's such an important aspect of the relationship of keeping it fresh and exciting and growing. And I think if you think back, what was good at the beginning, what did we do well, you dated some way, some form, some some fashion. You were pursued. You were pursuing each other. You were interested. You spent time. You had, even if you were super busy, even if there was distance when you were dating or engaged, you found time to be together. You connected and you did it on a regular basis. Or I'm guessing you wouldn't have gotten married. That's probably true. And it goes really, the reason we put a number two, because it goes hand in hand with keeping your marriage a priority. Uh, if you go back and listen to the Chase, the podcast on Chase, and that's talking about the desires of a woman, I don't think there's a woman out there who doesn't want to be pursued and to continue to be pursued. Yes. And one of the ways to do that is through dating. And later on down the line, we're going to have a, a podcast just on dating, on some great ideas on dating and how oh, to good. make that a part. Uh, of your relationship. But I would just say that I think that's one of the key things in keeping that relationship vibrant and growing. And that is dating because it meets so many needs. It meets that needs for that woman to be pursued for a man. It often meets that need of, of quality time and doing things with his spouse, yeah. which is one of the ways that guys really build that relationship. And so we're not going to spend a lot of time focusing on those, but Hey, that's sort of a priority. And, you know, if you, we talk about finances a lot with our couples and that ought to be a budget item, make sure that you've got money. It doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. We'll talk about the different kind of dates there can be, but you need to be doing it. You need to be doing something and whatever that looks like within your marriage. And, and so, yeah, figuring out how you can date and date on a regular basis. 
All right, so there's your first two. One, make your marriage, make sure it's priority. The main thing, the main thing. Keep pursuing. Number three, let's talk about that idea of not comparing yourself to everybody else. Oh, yeah. That's hard because, again, today we live in this world that, oh, my gosh, that things that in the past you would not have had to know about somebody else or everybody else for that matter. You wouldn't have had to know what everybody's house looked like, how everybody's car is, how everybody's jewelry is, how everybody's trips are, their whatever, whatever. It's just everywhere in front of you. And now it's like, well, man, I wish we did. And we went on those kind of trips. I wish you bought me what that man bought his wife. I wish you built on a she shed for me. Really, I don't want a she shed. I don't want one of those. And don't say that too fast because it probably comes out sounding ugly. <laughs> but um, I, you know what I'm saying? Like you look at something, you're like, that man built that for his wife? Yeah, we are like, so... wow. Yeah, and that's just, it's not just in marriages. We do that in everything. Yes, but... We but, do it from everything about, you know, you're at work and I, I wish I had that corner office or I wish I had that kind of schedule. I wish, you know, a lot of it, and even goes back biblically, that idea where God says don't covet. And in a lot of ways, there's this, is that we want somebody else's life. We stuff. want somebody else's stuff and possessions and... That's such a sign of discontentment. Yeah. And that that's at the heart. That's the root of the thing. But I would I would argue, I guess you'd say, that at the root of it, which can be for all of us to struggle with, it may be that you're a man listening and you're like, I don't get any of that. But maybe you care about somebody's car or their their hobby that they get to do and that you love to hunt, but you certainly can't afford to go on an African safari hunt and X person does. So all of us can have things that trigger that, but we definitely live in a time where there are social media pieces are making that potentially harder. If you're not really mindful to say, you know what, those pictures that couple posted look really awesome but that's probably not always the whole story. No, I can remember early in our marriage that, you know, you would say things like, well, why aren't we more like so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I probably did. I bet they don't ever fight like we do. Oh, yeah, because we fought I, a lot. Well, we had conflict and not in a healthy way. Let me say it that way. Um, yes, and, and again, you get snippets, and the problem is, you have somebody mentioning or saying or posting something that their spouse did that seems awesome. But do you know all the other things that their spouse might yeah, do or it, not know, do? The expression is people don't air their dirty laundry, yeah. although sometimes they do. And uh, that's sort of crazy. Now today we do, yeah. But all we see is the, good. is the good and the clean, and we don't know what it's like inside their doors or anything else, because the reality is... We all struggle. Every marriage out there has its own challenges. And they're just going to look different. So part of the the goal here, if you would, or our mindset is thinking about, let's not keep focusing on what other people's marriages are or are and not. Yeah, and what ours aren't, because... It sort of makes it, you look at everybody else with envy, and all you look at oftentimes in your own is the negative. Yeah, what's not there. Yeah. And so if we can change our mindset to say, let's decide what we want our marriage to be. Let's set our own vision, our own dream of what we'd like us 
to be about. And maybe you are, and you might be in an awful, awful situation that your marriage is just not good. And you're thinking, everybody's got a better marriage than I do. Hey, find somewhere and look for the positive. I remember you, Carly, you were saying the other day, we were talking about things, just whatever little thing you can do, start remind yourself of that. Just every, focus just on those thing. things. Everything from he takes a shower. He takes a shower. She, you know, she lets me sleep on my side of the bed. She doesn't push me to the edge all the time. I didn't think about that one. Um, she sometime, takes care of the kids. Yeah, sometimes, honestly, if you're at a hard place, you're struggling to think, I don't see anything good. But start trying to think what, like I said, any and everything that you might could be thankful for. Because, again, trying to move your mind away from everything that's wrong and bad. Doesn't mean you don't get help. Doesn't mean you don't work on things. But if you continue to stay in the negative and everything wrong, everything wrong, it's going to be hard to move out of that. So gotcha. that's, a, that's a mind thing. So sort of saying, let's not compare ourselves this next year to where other couples' marriage is. Okay, that's three. Let's, kind of, let's, do, let's cover the next two. Uh, um, number four. Number, oh, that was three or four? That was three, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah I guess three. the marriage, make the marriage be marriage. Marriage priority, Continue date dating, night. pursuing, and this was don't, don't compare. compare. And I think we ought to should really maybe say self-care in here. Um, and, and we say self-care because this is something that I think we have to be realistic about. If we, whichever person party in the marriage may be having things they're struggling with, um, we have got to sort of own what we need to own ourselves. For example, let's say that I'm struggling with just a sense of, um, a lot of depression, and so I'm struggling with depression. So that's going to spill over into our marriage, as is everything does. But I may need to do the work that I need to do through um, everything from the way I take care of myself to seeing a physician to medications or not to spiritually what is going on in my heart and my life. If I'm a believer, what is God trying to teach me through this? And so all of those pieces because it's going to impact us. Yeah, one of the things that I often say is that a marriage can only be as healthy, and we're talking physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy, as each of the individuals are. You know, I can remember years ago, back when I was a teenager and going to youth group, and he was... Long time. Long time ago, and the, the, the youth minister was, was doing an illustration and talking about the importance of all the different areas of our life, and he has this styrofoam cup, and he pokes a hole in it, and he says, listen, you're, you know, everything in your life may be great, and there's no holes, but if there's this one area that you're really struggling with, it doesn't matter how much you pour into it, that's as high as it's ever going to get that water level there, mm. that that issue that problem it's always going to limit you in every it's other area it's always going to drain it well that obviously was an incredible visual for you as a teenager you're you're recounting this visual now that's yes. great so yeah that so we say that to say in every area of our lives 
we have to kind of own. Like if something's mine to own, do you need to be aware of it? Pray for me. Talk to me about it. This, that, and the other. Yeah, same way to you. But I can't make you, force you to deal with anything that's your internal thing in the same way you to me. I've got to be willing to do what only I can do for me. Yeah, and, and so the other side of self-care, you know, that one side of self-care is this. Hey, if there's issues and problems and areas that you know you're struggling with, boy, you've got to really shore those up and work on those because that's always going to be a limitation in your marriage. But the other aspect of uh, self-care, I think we take it from where Scripture says, he says, hey, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Uh Paul in the book of Ephesians is talking about when husbands loving their wives, he says, Hey, you love yourselves in the same way you need to love your wives. And it's that idea that, yeah, man, I've got to feed myself spiritually. I've got to focus on me being the best me that I can be for you. And so it may not be that there's all these issues or problems I have. It's just part of me. If I'm going to be the husband that I need to be to you, Man, I got to take care of myself. I got to make sure that I'm in the Word. I got to make sure that I'm working on, you know, if I've got other areas, but that I'm, you know, I'm really taking care of the things I need to do. You're smiling right now, I'm and you need to I'm stop that. because I'm enjoying the podcast. Yes, you are. Um, okay, yes, and I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say anything else. Yeah. I was gonna say that that was that was the point I was sort of gonna end on. Is that I would say to anybody listening that if you want a year from now your marriage to look different than it does tonight, today, when you're listening to this, you you pour into knowing God's Word. If you're a believer, knowing God's Word, knowing His truth, because truth is going to set you free from things that you've believed. It's going to set you free for your mind not to have to always focus on the negative and what's the knots in your relationship. It is going to align it according to God's word. And as you feed your spirit with that and let God fill you up and you continue to grow spiritually, I can guarantee you, you will be at a better place in your marriage this time next year. All right. So sort of summarize where we are and then we'll end up with our last one. We talked about keep the main thing the main thing. You, meaning you and her or her and him, whatever, (laughs) however you want to say that. The two of you. The two of you need to be the priority. Second thing, hey, keep pursuing each other. Keep trying to win them, to love them, to show them that you love them. Be careful about not looking at everybody else. And trying to compare yourself. You are a unique relationship. There is no other relationship in the world that is your unique combination. And so no other relationship is going to be That's just like yours. That's a very cool thought. I love that thought. Take care of yourself. Self-care. It's not being selfish. That's actually a very healthy thing to do. And especially in the marriage relationship. And so what's the last thing we want to say that are part of our five? Well, I would say expectations. Beware of your expectations. And especially if these are things that as a couple you've not talked about, you've not shared with one another. And if you've got things in your mind and heart that you're expecting your spouse to do, 
and you've not shared them, or maybe they're unrealistic things, and you're on kind of two different pages, that's a setup for frustration. What are some of the... What are some of the areas that we've struggled with when it comes to expectations? Well, it's probably all, all on my side, and I know you mean no. that without saying it. Okay, because I, I had all the expectations. You know, I, again, would have fallen definitely, and I didn't even have Facebook back then to know what everybody else was up to in their marriage. But I had sort of in my mind, I guess, what I thought you should be and do and how much money you should make and how it should look and work. And... I mean, I, I had things I wanted you to do that were not you. And so I was unhappy, frustrated, because my expectations really weren't, they, they weren't right in some ways. They needed to be realigned. And secondly, some of them I'd never even said. Yeah, that, w- that would go to one thing I would say. What are some of the common false expectations that I think that probably a lot of couples struggle with. And one of those right there is that your spouse is always going to know what you want and what you need. Yeah. I mean, definitely not. And, and that things that were, you know, maybe good about your relationship and things that you really liked about your spouse when you got married, or maybe even what drew you to your spouse, you're thinking, well, this is awesome because we communicate great, or we are great teammates, or we're whatever, and you get married, and some of that may or may not be exactly accurate. And so all of a sudden, you're sort of set up in a way that said, I was expecting it to be this way, and it's not, and I'm really disappointed. Yeah, I think also another thing sort of along those lines, I think somehow there's an expectation that at some point we will arrive at that place in our marriage where it isn't challenging, it's not hard, and we don't have any problems. Yeah, that's true. And I definitely, you know, on the hopeful note, it is definitely a place where as we move along and we grow together in intimacy and oneness, yeah, I think things, a lot of things do get easier. And I'm telling you, you start using some of these tools we talk about week in and week out, you're going to make incredible progress. But just before we came on the air, I believe Johnny said to me, well, what was the word you said? You need I to stop you. or you're getting on my nerves or something like that. Did I, I say mean, that? Yeah, I think you did. So, I mean, I mean, we're two I think human beings. you're awesome. Yeah, no. And all right, so we're, we're human beings that have differences and we rub on each other wrongly at times and so yeah expectations always kind of need to be looked at and maybe realigned or at least talked about yeah i I think that one of the the biggest key when it comes to expectations is that communication yeah hey that you talk don't assume they know they understand they have the same lookout that you do maybe not don't you got to talk about those things. Well, uh, that brings us to our end. Um, you know, it's always good not to know what the year is going to be. Oh, thank I think you, sometimes Jesus. Yeah, no. We'd be so scared of whatever that's going to happen. But what's great is you start a new year. Man, it's just such a time for, hey, how do we do things different? How do we make things better? How can we be more of what God wants us to be as a couple? And I hope those five things will at least give you somewhere. And like I said, some of you may be doing those things. Some of you may have in the past and you've sort of slid a little bit. 
or maybe you're just starting out or you're in a place that you're thinking, I don't know what to do. Hopefully you start thinking about those five things and there's lots of resources you can get. Reach out to us, send us an email and we would love to talk with you and send you things. But boy, your marriage can be better than it is right now, whatever stage that that is. And that is an exciting thing. Yes, it is. All right, babe. Say goodbye. Goodbye. All right. We'll catch you later. Keep on forging.